0: All right, guys, my name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan. Welcome to our channel. We are so excited to have you here. We are here every Thursday at noon central. And this week's topic, we're super excited to have a very special guest talk about a very special, important topic star seeds. And so um, before we get going on uh, with this, I wanted to just remind you to go to swiftfire.org, get on the newsletter. You can find out about all of our upcoming shows. There's quite a bit of content on there, books, resources, classes, um, lots of cool stuff if you wanna check that out. And, um, and yeah, and while we're watching, if you could please do us a favor, give us some likes, give us some loves, do all the things to help with the algorithms. As you know, we had our channel taken. Sometimes they're still watching. They like to hide us, you know, all those same things. So uh, anything that you guys can do to help, um, if you want to support us in any way, you can also do that too. Um, just right there in the chat. And we do have a membership too. So definitely want to remember, um, Craig, you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, it's good to be here as usual. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry, as you start talking, get it my throat. Um, yeah, like I said, we have a membership scheme, uh, which <clears throat> um, scheme? <laughs> yeah, that helps uh, with the the running costs of, of the channel, because and and you know the, what, people, a lot of people don't realise is the amount of effort and time and and, and cost that goes into getting these shows out there with graphics so it all helps and we want to give everyone like a hands on experience like you're part of the community you know although I have said it before but although we're on the screen talking we want to get everyone involved you know everyone's got a voice everyone's equal um no celebrities here i know i'm a bit of a celebrity but whatever <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah just um i just encourage people to join the membership and uh, i look forward to seeing you soon in some of our events
0: awesome awesome well without further ado sherry is new to me I've known I've seen her name I've seen her face around I've watched her on different channels like hints here that she's gonna be in this sphere this year I've never actually had her on the show we haven't had her um, I've talked to her on the phone a few times and text back and forth and she's just a delight you guys are gonna really have your um, you're gonna be really really impressed with her character with who she is and her positioning with helping children especially with star seeds and what i'm going to do my first question and right at the beginning here sherry let's just talk about what is a star seed like to you what is a star seed and also give us a little background about how you got involved with children and and especially star seeds if you don't mind and thank you for for being with us
2: yeah. Well, thank you for that warm introduction. And I'm honored to be a guest on your platform. So thank you for having me. Um, definitely no celebrity, celebrity egos here. So uh, <laughs> maybe Craig, I don't know. He's yeah, but- a little bit. Um, yeah, so starseeds, starseeds, it, you know, and the interpretation of starseeds, I think is, is vast, it's multidimensional and it's ever changing. Um, but but at the root of it, what it means is that they are uh, enlightened souls, to some degree, they have a lot more life experience, um, whether it's on this planet or other planets. You know, one one misconception in the community about star seeds is that they're all galactic, that none of them reside from the the Earth, and that is simply not true. Uh, there are many inner earth beings that are here at this time as star seeds to help the planet evolve as well. And I think those are coming, no pun intended, but coming to the surface a lot more now than ever before, especially in my clients that I'm seeing. So star seeds are essentially volunteers that come in that are generally in, coming from a higher density form and that are, are likely in many times already ascended. And they come here in order to help liberate. Humanity here and help us out of this third density wheel of karma that humanity has been stuck in for thousands and thousands of years. And they are very wise beyond their years. That's where the term old soul comes in. And they, you know, some of them thrive, some of them are doing really well. But the fact is, many of them have struggled. And the pioneer, Dolores Cannon, who's, you know, one of my idols. Um, If I have such a thing, it it is her work because she was a pioneer in the movement of bringing forward information. And one of which was Starseed, which she called the three waves of volunteers. And so I think that that's what we're seeing right now. And many of them have struggled in the past. You know, it's not just the children. People think that I'm excluding an entire generation before um, and I'm not. I always talk about how there have been Starseeds or waves of volunteers coming in for thousands of years. They just haven't been able to uh they haven't been able to thrive in this in, in this environment because of all the corruption and the power grid that they find themselves in. And they are don't have a successful mission, so to speak. So that's why we're having a condensed amount of starseeds coming in now, which we which I call the New Earth Children, in order to have more, you know, more light and they work together as a collective. So they're much harder to uh, be programmed and 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 brainwashed, and that's what we're seeing right now, and that's why it's so obvious to everybody that there are star seeds. Mm-hmm. So my background um, is uh, I'm an animal nurse, so I, get, I I went into the animal field because you know my sob story, you know, I was bullied as a kid, moved around a lot, I was kidnapped when I was young, had a lot of traumatic experiences, and I just hated human beings. To be honest with you, I did not like people. I didn't trust anybody. I was also an only child with a teen mom. So, you know, there was a lot of a lot of variables in my upbringing that kind of made me shut off from the world and not trust anyone. And so animals saved my life. And so I had a dog when I was a young child. There was a German shepherd named Chelsea and that she taught me animal communication and she taught me to love and to trust but again, I only trusted the animals. So I, I was very passionate about animals and I was gonna save the animals of the world and I was gonna work with animals. And, and so I channeled that through um, veterinary medicine because I actually was also fascinated with medicine. And I wanted to be a veterinarian actually because I was very fascinated by anatomy and physiology. And, uh, and so I went into veterinary medicine. I didn't wanna be a vet because it was too political. I knew that at a very young age, so I decided I would try out nursing and I loved it because I could actually do all the what I called the fun stuff. All the stuff in the back with the animals and and I felt more of an intimate relationship with them. So I did that for, you know, 20 years of my life. My most part of my professional career has been working with animals. So when I had and in fact I learned Reiki and energy healing and holistic modalities for animals because I did work in the ICU for a long time and it was very hard and very heartbreaking to, to do that type of work. So I wanted to find a better way to help the animals because I, I thought there has to be more than this that we can do for them because it, it was, it, it was heartbreaking, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not for everybody to, to work in that environment. Um, and so I learned energy healing and all various other things, crystal, working with crystals and, and that sort of thing. I also had a child when I was uh, 23. So to me, I was very young and was not ready. Now, nothing compared to my mom, my teen mom having me, but I still was, I felt very much like a child myself, just barely graduated college. I was working as a nurse, a veterinary nurse, not making that much money. My husband and I married at the time, but at the time, I'm sorry, we were, just together for a couple short years. So it was a life-changing event, needless to say, but I think it was important because I brought in a crystal child, which is a star, one 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 type of star seed. And he crap cracked open my heart and changed the trajectory of my entire life. And I began to look at the world in a different way. And I thought to myself, I can't be angry at everybody. I need to try to be the change, you know? And I became very spiritual at that point i be the change you want to see in the world. You know, like I, I lived it and I embodied it and I really changed everything about myself. And I started wondering, you know, why do we have bullies in the world? Maybe what happened to them? What's their story? Why are they... Treating me like that. Why are there mean people in the world? There has to be a reason for it. And I started to develop compassion <laughs> that I didn't have for a long time, they, that I had towards animals, but not towards people. And I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I started just to become more open. I started to research. I got into many different authors, and I loved Sylvia Brown back in the day, uh, her brashy self. Uh, and it really was it was life changing for me. And so slowly over time, you know, I had more children. And then I started working with um, adults when I got burnt out working at the zoo. I worked at the zoo for 10 years in Washington, D.C., and it was like my dream job. I mean, I can't tell you, I was in on cloud nine euphoria for about three years or so because it was the job that I always wanted because I really loved the exotics, elephants, in fact. But I mm-hmm. wanted to be around the wild animals. I felt some deep connection more so than to the domestic animals and this perspective. I wanted to just be around them all the time. And then it just, then something shifted and I just became sad. And I thought, there's I I don't like this anymore. I started to think differently and, and I didn't want to work with animals in cages anymore. I didn't think it was right. It started to hurt my soul and I got burnt out and I said, I can't do this anymore. So then I started to work with people. There's so much more to the story than that, but that led me on a different path. And so then I started to work more with people, which led to children, and it's led to what I'm doing right
0: now. Wow. <laughs> we have a lot of similarities, all of us. That's really, we all have German shepherds. I have. Really? I have two, I but have I grew two. up. We, I have two, Craig has two, and we um, grew up. I've always had a German shepherd, like my entire life. My grandparents, my uncle was an MP military worked with canine, my, um, my son-in-law does too. And so it's, that's interesting. I'm a, I'm wolf fanatic, um, love wolves. Uh, and I, I went in to be a vet as well. And then just like what you said, I, I was there three days and I was like, I I changed my major because I, I couldn't deal with like the car accident stuff and, you know, getting hit by a car, like the trauma, it was too much for my sensitivity. Um, but but coming from, you know, coming in military, uh, and going through the stuff I did, I had the same similar where I just didn't trust. And I was out in the middle of nowhere and all we had is our animals. And I grew up catching, you know, little butterflies. And I mean, I just, I was like snow white with that. And so I really thought I would do that. And so I went into pet therapy. Um, I did work at the zoo for like a day and a half. And then I literally took a lunch and never came back. I felt terrible. I couldn't deal with the cage stuff, yeah. but I went into, um, people, naturopathic medicine. Um, obviously eventually, you know, that so us, I didn't know that about you. That's very interesting how this stuff. Um, and now here we are working with people and energy and I foster, um, still to this day, I work at several shelters and we fostered 98 kittens and four years and, um, four dogs and so far so four dogs we just we just got one um fostered last week so uh, a german shepherd apparently actually another german shepherd so Craig, did you jump in here anytime i just this is kind of <clears throat> yeah I,
1: mean, I i just uh, getting back to your sort of like description of what is a starseed, because i think a lot of people throw these words around and um i think that's a really really good description you just gave that like I too, um, big fan of Dolores Cannon. Her work was just amazing. You know, I mean, Sean and I have spoken way in the past that, you know, her books you pick up and there's an energy on the books. There's something about her her information which is just otherworldly. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're dealing with what's called star seeds. There, there are, like you say, high level souls that are incarnating because we're at such a crucial juncture in our time. It's like the 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 i don't know what you want to call it the powers that are way beyond our dimension can see that there is a dire need for um these high level souls i think there's a two two way thing and and you know correct me if i'm wrong that yes it's because there's a need but also there's there's a desire with these souls to come in and help Mm -hmm. um and naturally a lot of them are coming in and the system is is trying to dumb them down we're trying to medicate them so that they can slot into the matrix without you know basically half vegetables um you know they're diagnosing with all sorts of issues which aren't issues at all they're just not uh, is it um mary rodwell who calls mm-hmm. them or oh, access to oh, uh, what she calls adhd something do you, can you remember what it is no, i don't uh,
0: know I choose to remember but yeah um, she, she says that it's a higher realm of understanding. Yeah yeah um,
1: always something higher dimensions is what she calls adhd always yeah so someone out there will, will tell us um but I, th- I think that's what it is and i mean all these kids that are being called you know labeled with a disease they are not diseased they are high level souls who need training um and 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 raising um so yeah i mean i mean is that what you do you work with kids and and, and these star seeds is, is that your thing
2: yes so i do so i do a few different things so when i decided to leave the zoo and start my own business i did animal communication for a brief time but that was really frustrating because 90 percent of the time if not more uh, i was constantly having to tell the owner that the pet's having issues because of your behavior Mm -hmm. or or is reflecting your, your, you know, energy and, 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 you know, people weren't ready to hear that. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to do something else. And so I worked with people to, to try to help them because I realized they're the ones that really needed the true, the true guidance. So I worked and and did energy healing and kind of soul readings um, that kind of have adapted over the years. Mm -hmm. And, And I was able to realize that I had this connection with spirit the spirit realm and, multi- and multi-dimensional beings and, and the angelic realm. And I was able to communicate with them. And they showed me how to do quantum healing that mm-hmm. I had never seen before in any classes or textbook. And they said, this is going to be your modality. And, and I don't mean that in an egotistical mm-hmm. way. It's just they're like, let us teach you what what you already know. You know, Let mm-hmm. us show you. And so I started doing these the profound healings. And somehow along the way, I also mm-hmm. did hypnobirthing, which I, I helped over hundreds, uh, hundreds of, of uh, couples uh, do uh, with childbirth education to help them bring in a child in a very safe, calm environment. Mm-hmm. Because childbirth is a whole other avenue we can talk about with star seeds and why it's so corrupted. Um, and so I help them to have more of a, a compassionate birth and with self self-hypno- self hypnosis, relaxation, breathing techniques, etc. And as a result of that, I developed a relationship with a lot of parents. And through that, I started working with children and a lot of people started coming to me. And part of my sole mission is to one, change the education system, but also to get rid of, to help assist getting rid of labels. And so I started to get more autistic children, children with Asperger's, the the deemed labels ADHD. And the parents came to me for a spiritual and intuitive uh, perspective on their child, you know, because they were frustrated with their, the physicians, they didn't want to medicate their child or their child had been medicated and they were just gone, you know, dissociated, just a shell of themselves, completely numb. And they felt like they lost their child and they wanted their child back. So I worked. I suddenly found myself working with many different children. And what I discovered is that they are, there is a there is an energetic explanation for every single characteristic that the labeled children have. And I was just blown away because it wasn't something I asked. I didn't know I was gonna do that. And so as I was discovering it, working with each child and their higher self or their spirit team, they were telling me, this is why this is happening. This is why this is happening. This, a, children that have ADHD, this is why they have it. This is what what's going on. Asperger's, this is what's going on. This is why they're being attacked. And I thought this is a groundbreaking information. Why do why doesn't everybody know about this? They this th- this information that they're giving them in these offices, these doctors is wrong, and it's nefarious. And we have to get this information out there to help these these parents. Navigate through this challenging time because these new new Earth children not only are they evolved in high density, trying to come and shrink themselves essentially into this third density reality and these meat suit bodies that are so limited by nefarious reasons over time and generations that their their frequency is too high to merge with this body. So there's a there's essentially a battle going between the soul light body and the physical body, and they're trying to integrate and work together, but they Mm -hmm. short circuit. That's what they would tell me. They're short circuiting. It's almost like they're Mm -hmm. allergic to this density. And so it translates in a lot of these characteristics that they are now calling or labeling as such. And these children are being falsely medicated, falsely characterized, and falsely um, uh, uh, labeled with behavioral issues, et cetera. And so I started working with these children, working with the parents. And I started to see changes in them when we implemented certain things, because now the parent understood, okay, this is why my child is nonverbal. This is why my child won't look at anybody in the eyes. This is why my child can't sit still. This is why my child walks funny. This is why my child talks funny. This is why my child doesn't like to play with toys. This is, and we had explanation for literally everything on the list. And I wanted to help as many people as I could. And so it turned in, that also turned into the project that I'm working on with my daughter. Uh, She came to me before she was born, after I had two sons and said who she was and that she was coming into this planet. I was gonna bring her in, I was gonna be her mother and I was gonna help her with a very big mission and she needed my help and i said of course yes and she came in and now we have the Aramis project which is named after her which is the Aramis Creative Learning Center where we're changing the trajectory of education altogether to cater to star seeds and not only star seeds but they're what they're doing the reason they're coming is to show us where we're going so they're the pioneers and now we have to we have to shift the paradigms, break them down and rebuild them. And they're just showing us the way, that's all they're doing. They're showing us what's what's going to be and how to get there. And I work with the education element and component as well to bring forward learning centers all over the world that are different, that are exactly what they need. And we can get into all of those elements as well. Um, But going back to the labels, we have to stop as a society using those labels because they are false. And if anything, these children have spiritual gifts. They are gifts and and unique abilities. And it's a beautiful thing. And unfortunately the dark side has known that for before they were even coming in, they knew that they were coming, they were prepared for it. So they developed these things that you put in the arm and all of these other, uh, I just did a conference where I talked for 45 minutes about all the nefarious things that they do to these starseeds in the womb before they're even in the womb in the womb and throughout their entire life in order to suppress their light and disconnect them from their source their soul their mission because they don't want them to be here because they know that collectively they're here to shift and and, and really uh, aid in the ascension so they do everything to stop it
1: yeah i i you know i'm of the opinion and i don't want to get political about this but like the the push of abortion is, is, is stopping so many of these coming through and i think that's by design i think you know like like you just mentioned i mean again i don't want to get into the politics of that
0: um, it's but-
2: like just that it's, it's take it you could take it one step back when we had that uh uprising of of sids back in the day do you know what that was that was the the dark entities going in and disconnecting the life force from these children while they were sleeping so that because they knew what they were here to do in the future and they stopped it from happening and because we were so enthralled in that 3d back in the 80s and 90s it was easy for them to do that now it's much harder because we've lifted the vibration of the planet it doesn't happen as much mm-hmm. uh, now we're dealing with the adult version of that but we know what that's from and so that they were doing this long ago Uh, to stop them from even coming in.
0: Wow. So, yeah, I mean, water, food, I mean, even like Flintstone vitamins, and, you know, I mean, uh, the dyes, the MSG, the lack of minerals, you know, orthomolecular problems. um, And definitely, you know, we all know that connection um, with some of those labels with this, although some people would argue that. I can tell you that I've worked with tons of people who are in college and never, you know, want needing to get into college for whatever reason and never had that thing get get what they need and then I've personally had to sit there and look at a child that I used to talk to, had interaction with, now nonverbal in a wheelchair, was athletic, you know, the whole thing just because they got caught up to go to the schools and stuff so all of these rules about you, know, you got to do this to get in university or you do this to get even in elementary school now you know um it's it's been it's been quite um personal for me um and i know a lot of other people um that have had to kind of navigate and try to detox and work through some of that um what are some of the big things that you see kind of across the board that are you know, more, um, I guess, obvious and, or, um, happen more frequently, um, besides this thing, is there anything that sticks out to you? You're talking about the
2: negative things that they do to suppress them. Oh yes. man, there's so many. Well, starting with the with the hypnosis through the what I call the television. I can't even say it the other way anymore. The movies, <laughs> the programming, the conditioning, um, that's a big one. And it's no accident that every child, you know, has a tablet or a phone or some electronics in front of them these days. It's also the electromagnetic frequencies. It's mm-hmm. the chemtrails. It's the water. It's the fluoride. It's it's the medicine. It's the food it's the lack of proper nutrition so it's the, the cheap convenient fake food that they mm-hmm. have put into introduced into society and made it so cheap that and, and easily available. Um, th- that's just to name a few, not to mention how they target in the womb. Um, first, they try to traumatize the child before they even come out by traumatizing the mom with the whole childbirth process and unnecessary these things that they get. During their pregnancy, or or the uh, you know the flu thing, I, I don't know. I don't want to get taken down. Um, and then the child the childbirth process itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the womb is a portal of energy, and it's a rite of passage when these children are born. And this is something that I learned when I was when I taught hypnobirthing, and I love doing hypnobirthing because I was really passionate about helping women have less traumatic births and taking their power back. Because I personally had three traumatic births myself. And mm-hmm. traumatic is, is is different for everybody. So it's not, I don't need to compare stories with anybody. What's traumatic to me is traumatic to me and vice versa. It's a personal experience, but I'll tell you, it wasn't pleasant for me. And every experience compounded the next one. The next one was harder and, and I had more anxiety because I was worried about the last one and what to expect. And so I definitely didn't bring my children in, in a, in a positive, loving, you know, quiet peaceful environment because of myself i was terrified of what was going to happen to me or, or this or that and so the child my child, all my children felt that i know that coming in they feel everything they're so connected to the womb and then they push in in a fir- in a first world country it's asinine to me that we are the top of all of the of the world one of the top of uh, cesarean rates they do that on purpose. They do not want the child to go through the portal of the womb because they know that that's going to be a traumatic birth. They come in through lights. They don't go through the, the womb and it's traumatizing for mom and baby. Um, and so they, they that's why we have a high rate of C-sections, not, not to mention the, the financial abundance that they gain from that. That's, of course, another thing. And then they scare women with uh, V-backs that, oh, you're not going to be able to birth again um, after that through the vagina. Uh-oh. You have to yeah. have you have to do seasons. it every time yeah i was just wrote that
0: every, down
2: every movie that you see depicts birth childbirth in a negative way and there's actually nothing in our history to show pre pre-Roman Catholic period, that birth was traumatic. It was regarded as a beautiful ceremony. Women were goddesses. It was a celebration of life. It was not done in a hospital. It was done in, in a home surrounded by your family and loved ones. And once the Catholic church took over, they, they, banned midwives and they're not, they were not allowed and they would be killed. And so birth became a solitary thing where women were secluded and confined to a room to birth all by themselves. And so many of them died and their children didn't make it. They bled out, etc. And so you can see over generation how that shifted the tone and, and it's embedded now in the DNA to childbirth Mm -hmm. is scary, uncomfortable, painful, traumatic. And so that's another example of of how they traumatize baby the starstarsees in their first introduction to the planet, you know. Then they cut their life source through the umbilical cord before it starts pulsating. That's another thing that they do to disconnect them from the beautiful tree of life of the placenta, and then they introduce the the fake um, uh, milk. If the You know, it's OK. Women don't need to breastfeed. It's not a big deal. Use this formula. It's easy. And it's not. And children are having issues with it from the time they're babies, they're colicky, etc. So there's so many things designed in, in this in this world, in this environment to, to for them not to thrive.
0: And and not to mention some of the stuff that they give them right away when they're born, like including like ones that you get if you're going to have sexual intercourse with obviously no baby just fresh out of the oven. (laughs) It's going to be doing anything anytime soon with that. And
1: so that's,
0: that's interesting. I was going to ask about the C-section thing for sure. Um, When, so I do a lot with energy scalar and usually when we test people, we can see they, they may be like a higher consciousness of like 300 or 400 before they come, but they, almost every time drop to like a hundred or even lower in the birth process. And then they have to kind of climb their way up and hopefully they do. Sometimes they don't, but most people, you know, that it's interesting. Cause that you're saying all this because that it's proven. I mean, you could test that on in measurement that, that, that it affects their consciousness right away. They can come in like brilliant, go low. And then they, they really have to, you know, work, work to evolve through that. Um, but keep going.
2: Yeah. And then you throw I mean, this is all done before they even go into the school system. And then it's like a whole other set of, uh, of programming, manipulation, (laughs) control. Um, and, you know, I, I talked a a few, I've talked about this a few times, but one of the revelations that I learned through my children's sessions is that the children are telling me that they can feel a negative grid, energetic, Um, manipulative grid, negative grid that's placed around the school's buildings, the public school buildings all over the world uh, nefariously um, to suppress their vibration the moment they walk on campus. And the New Earth children are feeling it and they are screaming and crying and kicking as soon as they come on the property. And the moms are like, what's wrong with my child? And I was surprised when I learned the answer to that the first time. Then I heard it so many times. It has to be true because they're telling me they're telling the kids are telling me that this is a designed prison system for children. And once they go in, they don't come out the same and they are programmed, listen to teacher. There's a hierarchy structure, it's all about competition. It's not about believing in yourself. There's no imagination. It's follow the person in front of you. And if you and if you speak out or do anything different, there's something wrong with you. You're a bad kid, you're in trouble, go in this class with the special kids, did the fluorescent lighting, They're everything, every single component designed within the school system is nefarious. Even down to the word school. School is just an anagram for louche. You know, Mm. so they Mm. are using the energy from our children and sucking the life force out of them while they're in school and they're feeding grounds. Schools are feeding grounds energetically for for the dark system. Mm. Uh, and, And there's no wonder that most children can't stand being there. And innately know something is wrong, and and don't want to don't want to go and participate in a lot of that. A lot of children tell me that they don't want to speak our words, and the reason there are nonverbal children is because they know that there are curses, and the, our words are designed in a way to summon dark entities, and they will not participate in that. They are too high vibrational, so they just refuse to speak altogether. They're not going to sh- use our words. Mm. Think about the word ball. We the children use the, the word ball more than probably any other word because they're outside let's play ball let's go catch the ball let's kick the ball around ball 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 all they're doing is saying ball over and over wow. so they are worshiping without yeah. a negative yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah.
0: And that's you see cool, how it's,
2: right? i mean th- that's just one example of millions i can give you that i've learned working mm-hmm. with hundreds and hundreds of children all over the world not to mention adult clients that in the thousands all over the world that tell me about their experience when they were children and it's mind blowing. But the good news is that these new earth children are different. They're markedly different and they are almost untouchable in the sense that, and that's actually the word that they've given me. They have, they are so protected, so divinely protected, so different. Their light is so bright. The frequency is so high. When you talk about three and 400, I'm telling you that they're coming in eight, nine, that hundred to a thousand their frequency, their hurts that they're vibrating is off the charts. You can't even probably record it. And that's why some of the physical bodies are having a little bit of a hard time acclimating. So they actually have to, Star seeds have to integrate not only in the womb, but there are um, etherical pregnancies where the mother and the soul merge together energetically first for sometimes nine months to a year before the child even is conceived because Mm -hmm. the child's vibration is so high that they have to merge slowly and get the mom used to it otherwise the reason for that is the mother would um have a miscarriage Mm -hmm. Uh, so and that happens and a lot of the starseeds parents have had one two miscarriages if not more, or had a really difficult time having their child as a result of the energy coming coming through is so strong. And then these little um, vulnerable bodies when they're babies can't hold that energy either because at the end of the day, we're still, carb, we have still been carbon based and we're slowly switching over to crystalline and, and increasing in density. So our bodies are now able to hold more light, which is why more star seeds are coming through because they're able to get in. Whereas before their frequency that they were gonna come in on was too strong, that the body would not it wouldn't be able to integrate together at all. So that's a good sign too that we the earth has risen up enough in frequency that the children can now come through and they are divinely protected at this point. And many of those things that we mentioned before don't really affect them as much as previous generations of starseeds.
1: Wow and that that is so so good to hear and and certainly as as <clears throat> adults who were I mean, increasingly aware of this. I mean, obviously again reflecting back on the, the three waves of volunteers, you know, we we are a part of that, those these waves that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um I think if I remember rightly we our sort of generation will be around the second wave and, and our kids' generations will be the third wave if I've got that right. Mm-hmm. Um and, and these are these are the ones who are gonna you know I, I I think our assignment is to kind of take down the matrix, the structures um, and these guys are going to come in and they're going to rebuild like this whole new earth and build on what we've done. And and the more we do the inner work, the more we heal ourselves, and the more we're giving them a chance. Um, and, you know, I see it in my own children. You know, like you said, my, my youngest daughter, she's 10 on Tuesday and, and she just can't stand going to school. She hates it. She cries like I don't want to go. And what her thing is, she wants to go and ride her horses, you know. She loves her pony. Um, that's all she wants to do. And she's brilliant at it, you know, for a 10-year-old. She's been doing it for a couple of years now. And, she, and that's all she wants to do and go down to the stables and just just, just loves just grooming him and looking after him. And I'm, I can see it in my own children, you know, and how upset she gets that she has to go to school every day um in that system i mean don't get me wrong i know i know we've all been there and stuff but there's something different about these kids that are coming in which is very noticeable um
2: yeah yeah and and, and a, part of their a big part of their mission is to break down these paradigms because we don't actually need to be in a system of schooling for six to eight hours a day five days a week because all it is is a programming mechanism to funnel children first to, to disconnect themselves from their higher spirit and lose themselves, become programmed and funnel them out into the, other, the second system, which is the slave system that we're all in with work and finances and stress and, you know, survival of the fittest, basically. Exactly. Um, and and so um, what what is changing and what I am creating is a more a, a system or not a system, we don't wanna use this word system, an educational platform for children to thrive and everything is changing. And what I'm creating is there's no grades, there's no levels, no, no hierarchies, no competition, no testing, none of that. It's the children get to come into an, a safe space and, and, and learn in a way that's suitable for them, putting various ages of groups together of ages so that they can work together and learn the fundamentals and be outside with the horses and the farm animals mm. and garden and connect to the earth and take classes on the energy body and reiki and healing oh. yourself and Man. tapping into your emotional energy and recognizing that we're energetic beings and what does that mean and how do our emotions affect our body and if you teach children that they get it i teach children reiki mm. tapping muscle testing how to use crystals how to ground how to connect and, mm. on, so, and all of our mentors do the same and they you could see them developing this beautiful um, this beautiful persona of strength and empowerment that they maintain their compassion and empathy for others and when you connect them to the animals, you know they they they, they have fun. And they want to learn. And that's that's where I see the future of education going. It's not just me and the Aramis centers. They're going to they're popping up all over the world so that people, children such as your daughter and my children who hate school (laughs) will say, I want to go to Aramis centers. I want to go learn because they're having fun. There's no structure, no systematic, no programming. It's about them deciding what they want to learn, when they want to learn it, how they want to learn it and and not in a prison. In outdoors, in nature, that's what they need, and that's where we're headed. So your daughter is a pioneer.
1: (laughs) I'm saying it. Can I come? Can I attend? I'm
2: like, I
0: go to school. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. So where did Aramis? You said Aramis. Where did that come from? So, uh,
2: like I mentioned, my daughter came to me when um, I was young. When I was um, my, I have three children, so. My youngest came at 20, my oldest, I'm sorry, came when I was 23 and changed the trajectory of everything. Like I mentioned, then I had Skylar, he's now 10 and he shifted me in another, each one of them shifted me in some uh, profound way. Um, but it, when about two years or so at, before Aramis came, which is my daughter, she her soul came to me and said that she was gonna come here and, and she needed help on a, on a mission. And she is asking for my guidance and help and assistance. And I agreed. And it wasn't until she was much older, not much older, until she was like three or so, I realized, oh, okay, this is what we're going to do together. Um, And then years, and then I get more information as we go. So the Aramis Centers and the nonprofit Aramis Collective is named after her because this is her legacy. And now I know that the education platform that we're building is her soul's mission. I am just facilitating it. I'm the catalyst. Like you, like Craig said, the the indigos and the f- first and second wave of volunteers, we're an integral part in this. Like, let's not forget about us. Like, we're important, mm-hmm. too. But the, the children, what they do is they're opening up our minds. They're asking the right questions. They're saying, Mommy, why does it have to be done this way? Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have to think about it and say, gosh, we've always been doing it this way. No longer can we say, because I said so, because my mom told me I I have to do it. (laughs) All of those paradigms are breaking down and the children are making the adults, they're waking the adults up and making us rethink everything. And they're little rebels and they're leaders and they're innovators and they're architects of the new world and they're compassionate beyond explanation. And, but what, what they need though, is our support and our guidance as adults to fight for them to advocate for them. And and as everything collapses, which is now, and we're fighting for them and we're talking about it like you and I are, like we are right now, um, and educating others and waking other people up, then we pave the way so that they can come in and we can help them rebuild th- through their vision and support them so that then they can take it on and generations that follow can carry it forward. And so Aramis is is really her... Her legend, not mine. I'm just getting it ready for her, I think, is is my mission.
1: So good. I find it thrilling. Sorry, Sean, I'll go on.
0: I don't know. I was just curious. What does Aramis mean? Do you have the definition or the meaning? Yeah, so the Aramis is her.
2: It doesn't necessarily have a meaning. I did an interview with somebody this morning who said that she looked it up and it's the promise of God, but it's actually spelled differently. So I don't actually think that's correct, although maybe it is on some level that their the name Aramis came to us through my husband, who I believe the two of them are soulmates to some degree. They're connected, uh, very connected. And you know, sometimes when we come in, it's a multi-generational uh, contract that we have. And so his contract is to support me, but to support, support her, they're connected. And she's part of the Artemis group. But he came in, I'm sorry, he had a dream that his daughter wanted the name Aramis. And the interesting story behind that is I realized many years later that she is connected to the Artemis group, meaning the sole fractal or element of Artemis who's come back, and there's many of them. She's not the only one. There's a group called the Artemis group spread out all over the world that are girls, that are women, young women that are bringing back the divine feminine, but they are a very spirited group, and they are the future leaders and doing big projects. They will do big projects mm-hmm. in the world. So, uh, Aramis is a leg it's a how do you say that instead of using the word Artemis, we changed it to Aramis on a soul level without realizing it to start using the term Aramis to take to to be a leg off of Artemis. And that will be known for children and education. So it was much bigger than we realized um, other than a dream. Um, but but it doesn't necessarily have a meaning that I know of. It's it's what it stands for.
1: Not in this dimension anyway.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you said something before that, that just made me think um, as we've done a, a similar show previously with um, Abby Lynn and, and Heidi, Heidi Park um, talking about a similar thing but you know um, and I, I mentioned on that that I do some kind of youth work in, in what's known as the Army cadets. Um, it's ages 12 and up up to 18. Um, and so I'm, I'm in there with a lot of youth. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding is, is a lot of them are deemed as troublemakers, rebellious, you know, and a lot of parents send their kids because it's the army and it's kind of military-orientated. Um, you know, kids that just are uncontrollable will send them in and say, please help us, you know, and we, that's yeah. not what we're about, but we'll accept anyone, you know. um, It's a brilliant organisation. But what I'm finding is these kids are just frustrated with the system they're in. They're frustrated, and, and they're not bad kids they're just they're, they're rebellious against what that is trying to be put on them so as soon as you show them a bit of purpose like for example i mean they're not loaded but we give them weapons to take apart and put together and stuff you know like a rifle and they're just they love it and they find something or their purpose um and and they're not bad they they're totally creative they're they found like a, an inner peace in these situations. And I think, again, it's the system that, that, that we've put on kids is if they don't fit this very narrow you know, viewpoint of how kid, we expect kids should be, we'll beat them into submission. You know, and, and it's it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And, and I'm all for finding the, those those kind of known troublemakers, the rebellious ones. I love getting alongside them and, and like finding out, figuring out what makes them tick. And putting them in something that they're going to enjoy and it changes them completely it really does
2: yeah well they need to mm. they need to channel that bottled up energy their life yeah. force in some way mm. and when they're feeling disrespected and unheard and they're saying why doesn't everyone else see that this is something there's something wrong with this but everyone mm. around them is programmed but listen they're strong they are strong sp- uh, beings that volunteer to come here to be that light around all of these people that are unawakened, to awaken them, to shake people in like don't you see what I see? But the pro but the but the system is so corrupt and it has mm-hmm. been for so long that they are ushered quickly by design into these programs to to you know to break them of it. And then they lose their light and they become severely depressed, uh, suicidal, et cetera, on meds, or they numb themselves yes. with drugs and alcohol. Yes. Yes. And again, that's part of the dark system. Like, just let, let's let distract them. You know, the entire element of sport, uh, competitive sports, movies, all of it is a distraction to keep us occupied, to yes. keep us from connecting, to keep us from looking up at the stars and learning what's important. If they keep us occupied and drunk all the time and entertained with a plethora of of things, then we'll never find our way because we're not connecting and communicating with each other. You know, and another big nefarious agenda is causing everybody to divide in every element of life there is. There's division in every aspect of life. They're constantly trying to divide everyone through religion, through politics, through gender. I mean, you name it, it's, there's there's a million examples that we can give, and it's all about fighting, keeping us in ang- angry and fear mode and not connecting with one another. Because if we hate each other, then we will not find things that connect us. We will not work together. We won't build bridges. They're, they're broken down. And that's one of the things these children are here to do. They don't like conflict. They don't want to fight. They don't align with that. They don't resonate with that. If anything, they want to work together and build those bridges back. We're repairing, we're healing Mother Earth and the children are helping us to do that. But unfortunately, the the, uh, adults have had a very difficult time paving the way and getting things ready for these children to come in. And we need to commend and respect Um, and value their contribution and how much they've struggled, especially those that didn't make it, that took their own lives or their lives were taken from them without their consent. You know, we have to honor everybody that's a part of this because there are an infinite amount of souls guiding us and, and a part of this because we are part of the collective consciousness. And those that are of the light that haven't turned their back on humanity are innately good. They're just misguided, they're programmed, they're just asleep. And we are trying so desperately at this time to break them out of that spell, that hypnosis that they're in. And unfortunately, it's a rocky period of time right now because there's just the innate response from people is to fight, 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 fight. I'm better than you, it's ego. That's a third density construct. Now I'm not saying that when we get to fifth density, there will be no ego, but it will be different. There is a pendulum, there is an ability to, uh, to control the shadow side. Everyone has the shadow side. Doesn't matter who you are. I have a shadow side, you have a shadow side. It's all about being in control of it. Tap. The more we are aligned with our higher purpose, our light, our right brain, our intuitive part of us, uh, our third eye, we uh, we are in control of the nemesis, which is our ego. But the ego is also important because it's, it's the thriving element of us. It's what makes us, it's our primal human part mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm that keeps us alive, that keeps the inspiration and the motivation going. And we need that. But unfortunately, this, this third density has become so egocentric and materialistic and power hungry that ma- majority of the, of the population has the pendulum has swung more to egocentric centric service to self mentality that they have lost their compassion because the more you're egocentric, the less compassion that you have. And it's clear among the the the, the, uh, the groups right now. Those that are fighting with everybody, they're fighting their ego right now. Those that aren't are choosing to stay away and not fight. They're on the side of compassion and neutrality and balance. And and so it's 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 an interesting energy right now to navigate. Very,
1: very a lot a lot in that that you've just said a lot for me personally and you know all the lessons that many of us are learning and going through. Um, I, I find it interesting how um. Kind of on a, a global scale, how you know these these you know people are coming in with with compassion and with love and a sense of equality and sense of oneness, and it's almost as if the powers that were know this because they have twisted and manipulated that into this kind of social justice warrior type. Um, again, it's like com- egoic compassion almost. It's like yes, they want equality, but they're oppressive about it and. They're still trying to maintain control even in those arenas. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of yeah. um, discernment to figure out, yes, we want an equal world. We want, I don't care about like, I don't want, I don't care about your sexuality. We're all one or I don't care about your gender and all this kind of, there is no fight there, but they're making it into another fight. And, um, and, and, you know, how would you teach kids about this? You know, how would you sort of express this to children who kind of like, so they don't get sucked into that. Yeah,
2: it's a really important topic right now, Craig, and I'm glad you brought this up because there's always a dark agenda uh, that underlines the positive one. They're always going to come up with something to combat our light, right? Our our power, our innate power, I'm talking the good power, our ability to create and co-create and love one another in unity, they're going to do everything they can to distract and bring us back down. And that is where we are right now with the woke versus awake agenda. And And the woke agenda is the nefarious timeline. It's the nefarious programming. So what they're trying to do is take our awake philosophy which all that means in simple terms is to be liberated, to use discernment, to go within, to trust yourself, to recognize that we are God. God is within us. God is within all of us. We're all equal. We all have superpowers. We're all beautiful, sovereign, liberated beings of light that all want to just come here and, and co-create and, and live. And yes, have challenges, but work together to, for the solutions. And so that that's, all about what awake means and and loving whatever that looks like for everyone. And if you love men, love men, women love women, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all about a high frequency and and connection. And that is what it means to be awake. To but using discernment and not giving your power away to false idols, to pastors and priests, you know, the whole thing, the whole nine, to celebrities, even people who think they're celebrities. Uh, You know, on these platforms right now, like you're giving your power away from one to another and they don't realize it. And I think this is a big part of the ascension right now is they're trying to the universe is trying to see how individually we are responding to. our empowerment. Are we taking our power back? And the answer is no for a lot of people. If they continue to fight one another and they continue to take sides and they continue to give their power away and idolize someone else because they seemingly have something that they don't have. But the reality is if you just turn all that out and you connect with your light and you recognize that you are just as powerful, your gifts will come. And guess what? You're going to get more information than you ever wanted that that anyone else could ever provide for you. You can get yourself. That's being awake. That's what I tried to model for the children. Being a woke agenda is the exact opposite. It's still giving your power away. It's idolizing false prophecies, agendas, we're going to be saved. And they're manipulating these children with the, the, Mm -hmm. instead of loving each other and not worrying about sexuality, it's now let's confuse the children. Not Mm -hmm. only are we confused about, am I a boy or a girl, but maybe I'm a cat. You know maybe i i'm going into school and asking for for litter boxes in my classroom because i identify as a cat they're confusing the shit out of these children
1: <laughs> literally and
2: they literally are and they're making them warriors to a, to a fault where they now they're rebellious against their parents parents are bad now family unit is bad divorce is good yeah. blended families are good yeah. you know talk back you know, sexuality, sexualizing these children. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And that's not woke. That's just transferring your power from one place to another and will not move us forward. If anything, it's moving us back and causing a ripple of divide within the community. And all that's doing is feeding into their dark agenda and they're winning. They're still yeah. winning. And I just want to point out that a lot of the woke community, are are our non-player characters. And this gets people like feeling like, oh, this is too woo-woo for me. Don't talk about that, Sherry. I get it, I get it. There are a lot of soulless beings and clones and et cetera on this planet that are here to uh, fuck with us and to push (laughs) the woke agenda. They're not even human. They're not even, there's no soul in there. So of course they're going to be extreme. Those are the ones that you see on the TV that you're like, you just can't comprehend what they're doing because they're not even in there. There's nothing in there. There's no, but the the vessel is being controlled by something else. And unfortunately, our children are being influenced by those empty vessels. So how do you, how do I work with children? I teach them every single time I work with them and in my own, to always maintain your power never give your power away you are everything that you need to be you are your own superhero you listen to that voice inside of you always and don't let somebody take your power do not let some, don't give your power away connect with the earth ground yourself release release anxiety through breath teach them how to do it themselves so that they're not uh, they're not relying on on pills and other and other methods to numb themselves. Teach them that our emotions are 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 marker points that let us our soul know what our human experience is and how to navigate through it. So sometimes anger is okay, but it's about being mindful about it, recognizing the emotion, and being and then letting it flow through. That's what fifth density is about. I, we're not going to go to fifth density and suddenly we're not angry ever or not sad. Mm-hmm. We're still going to have the same. Uh, experiences, but we're going to be able to to channel that energy much faster. It comes in. Oh, I'm angry. Okay. I got that experience. I, know, I learned the lesson from it. Now let's move on. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're headed. So it's all about ch- teaching the children that now, so that they maintain balance, integrity, compassion, teach them to be kind to one another, teach them how to stand up to bullies, uh, and that, that I'm big on bullies because I was bullied I have a in you know I get really passionate about about working with bullies and how to navigate through that and really I tell people get out of the loop get out of this loop of repetition of giving your power away and take their power that take your power back by not fueling into their bully their the, their behavior because the more we react to it the more they do to us and if we just stop it and say uh uh-uh, uh I will not engage and you and you and you don't fight back and I'm not saying let somebody attack you I'm just saying in general with energy and and, and what we're dealing with right now with like bullies that don't stop in grade school by the way they they're adults too uh, you know they go all the way up eight and age um, and you just you just take your power back and you stop it before it gets out of control. And so there are a lot of different ways that I work with children and young adults. But it's really about finding your passion and your purpose, and not being distracted, and giving and and giving into these false narratives um, because they're part of the dark agenda, and we're moving away from that.
1: Absolutely,
0: one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm just been reading a few books right now. One of them is um, "The Rules of Estrangement," and um, the stats right now for even parents um, being separated from their children is the highest it's ever been because of like the TikTok programming and, you know, this whole, like, you know, Oh, I have to make a boundary, you know, kind of thing, whether no matter who it is, where your kids or adults, um, you know, I'm all about boundaries, but what they're, what they're teaching uh, a lot of times, I'm not saying every time is, That the boundary is, oh, I'm just going to cut you off, ghost you, block you, whatever. And I'm not saying that doesn't doesn't need to happen. but
1: culture, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, but what's missing from the equation is working things out, talking things through, sitting Mm -hmm. down in a healthy conversation and saying, this is how I feel. This is how it affected me. This is what's going on. Let me hear your version. And actually having this like dance of evolvement and growth through a hard situation to come out better in the end, instead of like, no, I had to make a boundary, I'm cutting everyone off, see you later, yeah. I mean, never yeah. see you again, or what have you. And then you're right, the the pitting against, um, you know, with these high stats, it's gender, it's um, black and white. If we have up, down, or up, down, left, right, black, white, gen, you know, him, her, eat, he, you know, all the stuff, this, these divides will stop the ascension timeline that we're all looking for. It keeps us from being able to move up because the 3D is very, very divided. And the more that we come together and be able to not necessarily like accept, as in like just go ahead and let everybody do whatever, even if it's bad kind of deal, not like accept, but, um, you know, I guess allow or just love people literally unconditionally where they're at, even if it's from afar, you know, if you've tried to work things out and it doesn't work, then I'm not saying stay in an unhealthy situation. But, uh, but I think that that piece is missing. That whole like teaching people that I would sit down with my kids if they have a thing and I'd be like, y'all coming in a room, you're going to sit down, I'll sit here and we're going to work this out. It wasn't ever like, you know, now with technology, it's like, we're out of here bounce block you know block the phone block all the social media and you could just vanish and um so yeah but we're, we're coming up on the hour um as a final like what would number one how would you even identify if you're a parent how would you identify like okay this is obviously a star seed and number two what would be a word of encouragement to someone who is raising a star seed in this season of, you know, just some basics. Uh, a couple, you know, what 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 would you leave with? And and then please tell us how we can find you and where people can see your work and, and engage with you more or contact you. I know you do personal sessions, you do speaking engagements. You know, there's all kinds of things that you do. I'd really want to plug people in to your service um, to be able to get that that support if if this is something that they're feeling they need to uh, or th- this opportunity is here, you know, so, um, go ahead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you know, if you're a parent or grandparent or a caretaker right now, and you have a, a a child or, or maybe even a, a teen and you're noticing that, you know, they, they think differently than other children. Um, they think outside the box. They're not. They don't necessarily go along with with the norm or the narrative. They they question things. Uh, they have leadership qualities and or maybe they're a little bit more reserved and intro, and introverted, yet very wise beyond their years. They 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 think outside the box. Uh, they seem to have like so much compassion oozing out of them. You know, they they seem markedly different than anything you've ever seen before. Uh, they're forward thinkers. They talk about God sometimes and spirituality. And they, they some of them have a, extreme psychic abilities where they tell their parents about their past lives and the spirits that they see in their room. Uh, and so there's different variations of starseed. So just because your child doesn't talk about their psychic abilities does not mean that they're not a starseed. Um, so there's a, there, there are variations to that. But, but likely, really and truly, a majority of the population since around 2012 that has come into the planet, they're starseeds. And uh about the 90s to 2012, it's a probably a good 70%. So good, good, there's a good possibility that majority of the people watching this and the fact that they're even attracted to watching this show, they are their, they themselves are likely a starseed and their child or grandchild is also a starseed so how you can support them is is following a few fundamentals one we need to look at them as an individual sovereign being and just because you're the parent or the grandparent doesn't mean that you own them, and I'm not talking about the woke agenda that's convincing children that they don't need to listen to their parents anymore and they can just go around them and go to the school system. And you know, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is recognizing that you signed up to be their caregiver, to be their love, to support them, to love them, to guide them, to nourish them. But recognize that they are individuals, and we can't make them go down the path that we think necessarily is best for them because perhaps they have an a mission that you have nothing know nothing about and maybe you don't understand it at this time. So we need to let allow them to be who they are authentically themselves and not try to change them, not try to make decisions for them and listen to them. The number one thing that I get from children that they ask me is they just want somebody to listen because we unfortunately, as a society, have been trained to disrespect them in the sense that because they're children, they don't know anything, and they and we talk down to them and they need to listen to and they, they need to listen to their adults, and they're not given the opportunity to speak their mind. When in reality, right now they have more to say than ever, and it's important information. There are clues, and they are tapping into their higher wisdom, and they are they need to get this information out in, in whichever way. That they're able to relay based on their age, and so it's about letting them be who they are, and uh, and letting allowing them to thrive and and introducing them to spiritual spirituality and not religion, but spirituality. So teaching them they're multidimensional beings that they have a light body that the the earth is a beautiful living being and how can we respect the earth and animals and how do we ground and connect ourselves? Teach them about energy. Teach them about about their emotions and all the things that that I, that I we incorporate into our learning centers, but they need that support from, from mom and dad and, and their family from the beginning. They need to feel safe, they need mm-hmm. to feel comfortable instead of forcing them to do things that they don't wanna do. They wanna feel empowered by you giving them choices. So it's a whole different wave of parenting that many are not ready for and a lot of the older generations are highly against because they think that they're a bunch of brats running around and they're not supervised, but we wanna create boundaries. So that's important as well. So I don't have a lot of time to get into it. This is a whole other hour we could get into. So I think that that's kind of a good starting point. Um, As far as getting a hold of me, we have Aramis Creative Learning Center. That is our uh, main website that has um, all of our virtual classes. We've We've been running virtual classes for several years now. We have 25-30 mentors that that coach children and, and offer these classes in a variety of subjects. There's countless subjects that we offer. Um, many metaphysical. Some are um, some are you know mindfulness, math, and, and spiritual science, and anything you can think of. And every month we add different varieties of classes. So I highly recommend anybody that's interested to check it out for their children or grandchildren. But we also recently started offering adult sessions, energy sessions, healing and classes. So the adults can also learn what the children are learning because they're asking for it. They say, I wanna know, I wanna know what they're learning. I wanna learn some more too. Um, We also have a cartoon animation series that has about 16 episodes that I, that I um, I, I began about a year and a half ago and it's short animation cartoons for children to watch learning spiritual topics that i believe that is really important and so those are on youtube under my youtube channel but also divinely guided children media Uh, we also have children's books that are modeled from the animation Um, i do one-on-one sessions with adults and children Um, and yeah i mean there's so much more but i think that's that's probably that's probably enough for right now
1: (laughs) you're working really hard
2: (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, yeah. There's never a <laughs> no moment, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing.
0: Well, I think that's um, that's amazing, and I we we are out of time. But I really, really encourage everybody who's watching to please do plug in and get get some sessions, get some materials. You know, you know, get educated, get informed, and look into what she's doing, what they're doing, and um, really see how you can be supported as an adult or even get your children involved with you know, these cartoons. I don't even know that you did any of this. So this is like kind of overwhelming me and I'm like <laughs> excited in a good way to like jump in and kind of see what, what, um, what I can pick and choose and get, get out of it. I've already gotten so much out of this personally myself Let Me too. on my Yay. end. Yes. So um it's such
2: a pleasure to come on with you guys. Thank you for having me. And I, I really enjoyed it myself. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. It's deeply appreciated. It's a big topic. Um and I, I personally, certainly as a parent, I'm extremely grateful for for people like yourselves who are doing this kind of work and helping me as a parent as well to understand how to deal with these kids. And and yeah, I'm super grateful. Thank you. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, very much. So, um, how can we get in touch with you, Craig? And then we're gonna wrap up here. Um,
1: um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I am a band, Um Connect with us there. Go and have a listen if it's your sure thing. Um, but yeah, that the usual socials, that kind of thing. I am. I guess I'm on Twitter, but I don't. I, I don't know. I just like Elon Musk and like to see what he's up to. <laughs> yes
0: in your channel don't forget about your channel
1: oh yeah i've got it i assume it's in it will be in the in the in the links mm-hmm. or whatever i've got a, a a meditation music high frequency vibing uh sort of ethereal soundscapes that i love doing i honestly i do it because i i enjoy it um and i put it out there and, it, and it's kind of done quite well but i'm aiming for a thousand subscribers um, so if people would like to subscribe to the channel, I'd be really, really grateful. Thank you very much.
0: Awesome. All right.
1: All right. And you guys
0: can find me at swiftfire.org. Of course, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all the platforms, Twitter, Telegram, da, 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 all the things. Just go to Dr. Charnell and or swiftfire.org and you can find us, but we are here every Thursday at noon central for our show. And we look forward to having you back. Next week, um, we're going to have another fun topic. I'm not going to go into what it is because it's kind of a secret, but it's going to be exciting and fun, and I can't wait to see all you guys again. Thank you for all your beautiful comments and everything that you've guys done. Please do share, comment, do everything you can to help with the algorithm. That really helps us out because they really like to hide us, and we want to make sure this information goes out. For me, um, what I'm seeing with the people that I work with, I work with a lot of parents. I, I do work with kids sometimes, but mostly parents. And the, the, the stuff that's going on in the homes right now and the stuff that the parents are going through dealing with not just children, but with each other, with just the life things, just trying to survive right now is really tough. So if people um, can have this information to help better equip themselves and or their children, you never know who sharing this um, and getting it out is going to help spark some sort of hope and encouragement and, and to be more equipped to do what we need to do while we're here. Because obviously we want to grow. We, we choose to ascend. We choose to raise our consciousness and to help as a collective. And it all starts with working with ourselves individually. So um, definitely do check that out. Um, Love you guys so much. Appreciate everybody being here today, and we will see you guys next week. See
2: you later.